0: Hello, and welcome to the show, Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell.
1: I'm your host, Bradley Brower. And I'm Charles Rogers. Welcome to our 26th episode. I was going to say something after our 25th one, but I forgot, and I messaged Bradley uh, right afterwards, like, oh, fuck, I forgot, I'm going to say something about 25, but... Welcome to episode 26. We've been doing this for half a year now. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh, these episodes are almost as old as I am.
1: (laughs) Ha! They can probably have better literacy too.
0: That's true. They're at a
1: higher reading level than you are. They're
0: they're almost there.
1: Before we crack on with the episode, we're gonna do some news real quick first. Not a news show. We do uh, just discussions of things that happen (laughs) late, but... A few things happen that we have to address. Well, one thing in particular, and that is, we found out this week that the uh, I was right, and the Bad Batch is getting a season two.
0: I was genuinely shocked. You sent me a message, and you said, "Good morning, bitch," or something like that.
1: <laughs> I sent you the uh, I sent you the story with right. the caption, "Good morning, bitch."
0: <laughs> right, and that was the official account, right? That you sent. That from? was the
1: official account. Yeah. Yeah, I, we will find this out as this episode cracks on, but uh, I'm very smug when I'm right about something.
0: Hey, you know what? Honestly, the way that this season was going, I genuinely was confused because I was like, there's no way they, they kind of are in this point now where they can't not have a season two. So I was genuinely surprised and, you know, actually kind of glad because it gives us something to look forward to next year now scheduling wise i don't know what the fuck we're gonna do but
1: so there's there's four shows i think that are coming next year i know one of them is bad batch season two we've got obi-wan kenobi Mm -hmm. book of boba well the back most of book of boba is going to be airing in 2022 right and i think Andor. yeah and I so think shows, maybe right? Mando season three and the back part of 2022. Oh
0: God. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That might come out during like December.
1: <laughs> uh, they might
0: do They might pull another, you know, Christmas release with book uh, with Mando because of everything. Oh no. You know what? They might just do it
1: in the, in November. Like they normally do. They might honestly, cause I'm thinking if they do bad batch around the same time, if they do it in the summer,
0: I'm assuming they will.
1: I, I think they might start with Book of Boba. We mm-hmm. might get Bad Batch. And then we're probably going to get Andor, I would imagine. But I don't know Good. where they would. Where do you think they're Well, Obi-Wan
0: Kenobi, I am assuming. That's going to be on the back half, right? It has right. to be. So like maybe fall.
1: maybe Mando season three will premiere in December 25th again.
0: Or maybe it'll just never happen and they're just never going to make it. I just don't know what's <laughs>
1: happening with this show. I, I don't know where they're going to have time. Lucasfilm, as we know, is not allowed to have two projects going at the same time. That would be ridiculous.
0: Of course. Um, because you have to have, apparently now, Dave Filoni on every single project. So he's not allowed to leave the campus anymore. So <laughs> they have to make sure that he... <laughs>
1: I would make a joke like they've got Dave Filoni locked in a basement somewhere, forcing him to crank out more Star Wars. But let's be entirely honest here. The door is probably unlocked. Dave Filoni could probably leave anytime he wants. He just, he want just it. won't.
0: Right. he's It's having a self-imposed
1: imprisonment.
0: Right. It's weird though. I, now I imagine Dave Floney hooked up to the machine, like in rise of Skywalker. He's, he's literally floating there in his robe and he's like going from show to show, like just approving things with those like little Sharpies, like checking things off. And he's like, yep, that sounds good for that show. Yep. That sounds good for that show.
1: All his, uh, all, he's got all his shows, like, intubating in those mm-hmm. tubes, like Little the Snoke clones. Yep. You got a Din jar in there. You got a Boba Fett and an Ahsoka oh curled up in there.
0: But I will say, real quick, this season two thing is leading me to believe that now I don't think Omega will show up in Book of Boba. Possibly. I mean, it seems that they, they're going to at least devote more time and energy to these characters to kind of, you know, uh, grow them more. Um,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I think that was always kind of a long shot. I I would like if it happened or if at least she got a mention, considering she's Mm -hmm. Boba Fett's sister and Finnick knew her, it would be nice if at least she got maybe a mention in Book of Boba. Maybe they're holding her back. Maybe she'll turn up in this mega crossover event.
0: Oh, you know what? It may be
1: that now
0: that you're right, because Fennec only showed... Okay, wait, pause. Fennec only showed up for one episode.
1: Two episodes.
0: Two episodes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't see why she wouldn't mention her or maybe bring her up because she now has had contact with, what, seven different versions of Boba Fett now? So, (laughs) I mean... A
1: lot more than that.
0: Like, yeah, it's like, Jesus. Okay, so she knows what he looks like.
1: The Boba Fett whisperer, unless she just
0: randomly is pretending like she has no idea who Boba Fett is, like you know, she must know he's a clone by this point.
1: Uh, they have some history that's clear, but it's unclear what that history. Maybe we'll learn it in Bad Batch.
0: Hmm. I mean, I wonder they... if they'll do it. I wonder if they'll do a time jump for season two of Bad Batch. I guess it depends on how this next one ends. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. But I'm definitely excited. You know, I said mm-hmm. they were setting things up like Roland Duran and things like that, that and Cad Bane that they couldn't necessarily pay off this right. season. Exactly. We now know that's what this is. I'm hoping we'll see kind of a transition away from the Clone Wars era into Bad Batch being its own thing, and then finally ending with it tying in a little more closely to Rebels. So in the future, you can watch these these animated shows kind of together, which, you know, you can throw Revenge of the Sith in there if you want to.
0: Right. But what's interesting, too, is Bad Batch makes it, like, a fun viewing experience because you're right. If they do kind of, like, slowly creep up to Rebels, then you can kind of watch them in timeline order, and it'll be a little more fun because you can watch all of Clone Wars, then you can watch final season of Clone Wars, and then you can watch Bad Batch, then Rebels. That You know what I mean? So, and it keeps going on and on and on.
1: I've definitely been enjoying, like, the notion of watching it in order. Cause I really liked when I did my giant rewatch, I mm-hmm. really loved doing that giant rewatch and seeing how one thing kind of led to another. Right. And so Bad Batch is gonna be an, a neat piece in that. So I'm, I'm definitely excited, especially with how this episode ends, seeing where season two goes from here. Clone Uprising, let's go. Clone Uprising, come on. We're so close. There's three more things that I want to bring up real fast before we hop into the episode. Uh, We had to call our news very carefully uh, because so much happened this week as far as (laughs) announcements. We're sticking with mostly TV shit and gay shit. And on the gay shit side of things, I did mention on previous episodes that I've been reading the new Wave of the High Republic books. Mm -hmm. uh, The latest one, Out of the Shadows, I just finished it a few days ago. I wanted to shout it out in particular. There are six main heroic characters in that book. One of them is a child who does not count. Other than the one who is a child who does not count. So there's five of them. Four of them are some version of queer. Interesting. Which is awesome. So I wonder
0: wonder why that they've chosen this medium for that, you know what I mean.
1: I I heard somewhere, and I can't remember where I heard it. I think it was on eyes and Jedi, uh, where they were talking about uh, because the Star Wars books actually make the least amount of money of all of their different areas. Mm-hmm. Del Rey is is not watched so much by the Disney executives, uh. and they are. That's why they are able with the books to get a little braver. Than right. they would because they're making money, but they're not making money hand over fist the way films and TV was. Of course, I am ninety nine percent sure it was guys and Jedi's most recent episode at time of recording this. Cool, but I just wanted to shout that book out. If you want gay Star Wars shit, that's your book to read.
0: There you go. That's your that's your first TikTok you can make, and then we'll put the poster on there, and then you can put it up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, we'll see we'll see there's gonna be some spicy stuff that happens in this episode
0: that's true
1: maybe i'll just do what uh another show did and just go rogue and record my own high republic episode there you go uh the other thing i wanted to bring up two things that kind of go tandem hand in hand there's not necessarily a thing charles fucked up although we will get to a thing charles fucked up in another context later but There was one thing that was really cool that I was a trivia fact that I forgot to mention. And that is remember, I mentioned that oh, the TK Troopers are probably prototypes. They're probably Gen 1 original stormtroopers. Well, they actually are that out of Universe 2 because they're actually based on the concept art by Ralph McQuarrie. Uh, Of course. The original (laughs) stormtroopers. So they are the original, original stormtroopers. But (laughs) In researching this, I went to the StarWars.com trivia gallery, which I normally don't do because we record these episodes very fast. But this time I did for last week. And the StarWars.com trivia gallery fucked something up. Uh Uh-oh. They misidentified Gregor's CC number as CC576 when it is CC5576. So I wanted to smugly point out on the show that... I noticed that starwars.com made an error and I have screenshots. No, I thought, just thought that was funny that I yeah, noticed that. that. I was like, oh, we see, even when we do it, we're not perfect. They're no, not perfect not. either. So without further ado, let's dive straight into this episode. Now, when I watched this one, bless their hearts, they did call it finale part one at midnight. Pacific Time when I first watched it.
0: Oh, the time card or the title. The card time didn't thing say?
1: didn't actually spoil uh, oh. what the title of the episode was when I initially watched it. They might have changed it. I don't know. I haven't checked today, but the episode is actually called "Return to Camino." Mm. Bradley, what did you think of part one of the finale?
0: Um, I love that we're in the finale, first of all. Um, not because. Uh, I was thankful that it's over, but I felt like we're when I was watching it, I was like, okay, we're in the end game now. Like we really are there. Like it's, this is great. I because I by this point, um, we had already known that there's a season two, which I thought was strange yes. that they announced the season two before the finale started airing, um, which kind of ruined the episode a little bit for me because i knew it wasn't going to end you know what i mean like i i went in with an expectation like this week before that announcement came out like okay this is it like this could be the series finale part 1 like for all we know and right. going going in knowing that there's a season 2 the stakes for me were a little less because like i told you in previous episodes I didn't see the Bad Batch making it to the end of the season. You know what I mean? Like, or at least all of them. Um, especially Crosshair. I was like, that dude is gone by the end of the season. Like, I, I truly believed that he was going to be
1: gone. Not so much anymore. Um, did you, did you hope that they would have done something like they did with, uh, uh, spoilers for Loki, but when they, they revealed that the season two had been greenlit at the end of the episode or even to bring it to a Star Wars context, what they did with Book of Boba, where they announced it at the end of Mando season two. I would have
0: liked that better because then it gives people a fun little surprise once the episode's over. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like a, hey, by the way, (laughs) here we go.
1: Well, one of them could certainly die on on the way to the second season. We never know what's going to happen next episode. The one thing I did like about this episode
0: echo took on a little bit more of a role this um episode in the like as a quote-unquote leader he i it felt like to me anyway
1: i had this pointed out to me on social media and i feel like i'll mention it now I, I feel like we've been doing echo a disservice on the show because it was pointed out to me just exactly how many like mom moments that he has Mm -hmm. where he's the one being concerned about echo's emotions and making sure she's okay. And there are these tiny, subtle things that Omega's emotions. Yeah. Omega's emotions. (laughs) There's so many clones. They all have (laughs) being concerned about Omega's emotions, right? No. And that was something that I definitely agree with. I actually have a note specifically about one moment with that, that I thought was really cool. Uh, I love the episode, the devil's in the details. We're going to get to all the the details, but I think thematically for me, it, it echoed like a good bookend
0: It the beginning.
1: It it echoed the first episode. (laughs) Gotcha. It echoed the first episode really well. And it felt like a great way to satisfyingly wrap it up, Mm -hmm. you know, at least this season and the arc of where it's been going.
0: I will say real quick, um, one thing I did also like about this is that I felt like, usually with part one and part two, you know, this tends to happen, especially with the Ryloth episodes. You know, they don't necessarily necessarily feel like a complete episode on their own. I felt like this episode did. It didn't necessarily have to be a part one to the finale. Like, it could have just been its own episode. Smash cut at the end. Done. Like...
1: It has its own arc. The main character is presented with a choice, a a situation to deal with, and he makes his choice by the end of the episode. So, yeah, it it felt very complete. I was actually quite satisfied with how little of a cliffhanger they left us on emotionally, but, you know, there's a big physical cliffhanger. Physical cliffhanger,
0: right, right, right. right.
1: We open up with... uh, The Imperial Shuttle in hyperspace. Uh, Crosshair activates the comm uh, to signal to the Bad Batch where they are to lure them into a trap. Uh, Hunter points out that they're not going to fall for that. And Crosshair, using his knowledge of the squad, is like, well, they're going to follow us anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing it's a trap. And we jump over then to Ord Mantell where Echo's fixing the ship. I like that Omega is pacing around very anxious, kind of like a child would be in this situation. I liked that that was her reaction. But more importantly, we have explicit on-screen confirmation that our hero, Gonky, is fine.
0: Okay. Thank God.
1: Thank God. I know we were all worried about Gonky uh, after his heroic actions last episode uh but he is fine
0: well you know what's funny about gonky too is even if he were to quote unquote short circuit or burn out or whatever he's theoretically just a giant battery so you just have to recharge him again i mean it's not like he you know can't be fixed easily i mean he's pretty simple of a droid so
1: they're they're constantly in in a new hope r2 gets short circuited and gets a hole blown in him Right. And they managed to fix him by the end of the movie. So and he's
0: like hundred years old. So I mean, like, damn, like
1: <laughs> mm, who knows how old R2G2 is. So we head over, uh, we find out that Gregor is hanging out with Sid off screen. They deposited him there. That's Sid's excuse for why she's not going to be in these two episodes. Right. And we head to the Imperial Shuttle comes out of hyperspace. And it approaches Topoka City. And we actually get the music from Attack of the Clones. Nice. You love music, so. I do. I wanted to point that out. <laughs> We're getting the Attack of the Clones music. I think that's Attack of the Clones on our bingo card.
0: Oh, There you go.
1: Or uh, calling, calling back and forward to films. Uh, but the shuttle lands... I like that that Rampart is trying to rile up Crosshair and, uh, or not Crosshair, to uh, Hunter. And -hmm. Hunter just says nothing. Right, He has nothing to say to Rampart. Uh, But interestingly, one of the uh, Elite Squad soldiers, ESO2, uh, actually comes up to Rampart and is like, hey, are you sure about these clones? Like, are you sure about this guy? And Rampart's like, just keep an eye on him. We don't totally trust him. So there's, they're getting ready to cut Crosshair loose anyway.
0: So you think by now Crosshair... I, I don't know even know why he would trust anybody that he's working with by this point. Even if he was being, you know, like, quote-unquote, controlled with his uh, chip. Because, like, he is not dumb. Like, he's not a dummy. Like, he knows what's going on. No. He knows that they're, like, slowly burning out these clones. So.
1: Well, he, he offers a rationale later in the episode where he says, oh, they're not going to phase out the important clones, but even that sounds kind of weak. It's yeah, that's a the, weak excuse. It's not till about slightly over the halfway point of the episode that we get an answer.
0: Right. But it does put this, like, all, everything into new context later on, but
1: well, that was part of the reason that the, the Empire and, you know, to a lesser extent, the First Order and everything sort of starts, these, these things start falling apart over time. Mm-hmm. We see them even here in the Inception where backstabbing is encouraged. Right. Scheming against one another for power and influence and position is encouraged. So, Omega apparently knows that there's a secret landing pad that they can land on. Uh, So they're going to fly to Camino and rescue Hunter. Uh, Echo points out that there's only three Venators. I meant to go back and check and see if we see a bigger fleet in the premiere episode, but I didn't have time to do that. Uh, Let us uh, know. Tweet at us or... respond us on tiktok or something if you know whether or not there was a bigger fleet somewhere because i can't be bothered to go back and look at this point i want to shout out we do this every episode obligatory uh obligatory shout out to the animation because the shot of the shuttle entering through the clouds with the rain is gorgeous
0: even uh with the shot of the three venator ships um i thought was really cool because of course it gave off exegol vibes um, with the the storm and the they're just in this. Sh- I love anytime you have an Imperial ship in a storm, like especially that, that shot in Solo where it's going through the mall is... Oh, yeah. Probably one of my favorite shots in all of Star Wars because I love whenever those big-ass ships are in the storms. I don't know. It's just like really cool.
1: It definitely... I hadn't even thought of like it being similar to, to Solo, but for a for a show that's not necessarily about pilots they took a great deal of time to animate these beautiful shots of ships flying in various places
0: yeah and you know that leads me to believe that um maybe uh they'll focus or at least makes me think of the squadrons uh the rogue or what is it called
1: rogue squadron
0: Uh, rogue squadron show the new new, uh, movie that's coming out i think that will be a very interesting kind of thing too. They'll have, they already have all the, you know, quote unquote, uh, choreography for right. all these ships flying. I'm around.
1: sure it so, would be quite easy to replicate, to take some of these animated things mm-hmm. and translate them over to exactly. CGI. Uh, a little note that I had about this scene. Uh, I like that, you know, Omega didn't want to come back to Camino. She's very uncomfortable throughout this episode. I like that that's, physical first that we see it on her face and we see it in the lighting and the way she stands first in these early scenes before it's brought up it would have been super easy for them to say hey are you feeling okay and her to be like i'm fine right at the top here and then never address it again Mm -hmm. but kind of spacing it out made it hit a little more for me the platform rises up we get more attack of the clones music uh once again just i want to point out the the animation of the rain as they're walking in it the way it interacts with their models the lighting on them just this this show is so fucking beautiful that i would not even be able to approach it in a bar this show is so beautiful that it gains 20K Instagram followers every time it posts a new photo. It is <laughs> just, insane how pretty the show is. This show is so beautiful that it has a Patreon just for its modeling pics.
0: Oh my God. That's is- <laughs>
1: how beautiful this show is. And I kind of hate it for it, but I also can't stop staring at it. That's hilarious. The underwater pods are new. I I looked up the Clone Wars episodes to see if they were a reference to something. I couldn't find anything. Uh, But they take an underground pod. And while Mm. they're in this pod, Omega, when she talks about Nala in the lab, kind of lets slip that she's uncomfortable and this is when echo gets his moment of are you okay are you fine I'm and i liked how are I'm you fine <laughs> i'm fine everything's fine here uh how are
0: how you, are you? <laughs> <laughs> best line in all of star wars uh yes missed, oppor- missed opportunity here
1: Improvised. Like
0: that,
1: <laughs> yeah i mean we've had enough we've had enough references in this show
0: <laughs> right yeah i mean what's one more right
1: Uh, we get a scene with Crosshair and Hunter, and Crosshair is apparently actually genuinely mad that they left him behind. I know, I kind of thought it was
0: sweet, honestly, because they do have that little conversation, and he's just like, he's like, well, you left me behind. And, you know, kind of in a sassy, very much like, uh, how dare you leave me behind? Like, you could have brought me with you. Like,
1: yeah, it's it was shocking, and it was the first time in the episode that I kind of perked up and went, "That's not right." Yeah, that's not right. If he had the inhibitor chip dialed up to eleven, yeah, why is he mad about being left behind? Hmm. Yeah, and also,
0: even if he did it though, like the, it still brings up this question of, well you were trying to kill them slash capture them. Like, well, I don't understand what and they were going to do. Like Hunter, to raises, along.
1: Hunter raises the very excellent point of you were trying to kill us. Right. So there's a little, uh, it's a, it's a surprisingly complicated and nuanced situation for a kid show. Very because deep. Yeah. Crosshair is right, but Hunter is also right. We get a scene where they enter Nala Se's private laboratory and we learn some revelations here. Right. Uh, the first being that Nalesay created Omega in mm-hmm. the lab. Which to me implies that no, Django did not know about her, that they made Boba. She right. and then secretly Nala Se made Omega. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is cool. in
1: secret in the bowels of Mount Doom.
0: Well, what's also great about that too is it goes into my theory of Omega showing up in Book of Boba. He doesn't know about her. Therefore, if, for example, if Fennec Shand does know about her and maybe is withholding that information from Boba later on in his later years we don't know uh, like hmm. might be a double cross situation kind of coming up there i don't know but we'll see
1: but we also learn that nala say enhanced the bad Batch's mutations Mm -hmm. in her private lab and we finally find out why omega was fangirling so hard over the bad batch in episode all the way back in episode one right and that is that omega is the older sister
0: I know. That's so weird to think about. but
1: Blew my mind where she was present when they were getting their mutations in the same lab where she was created. No wonder she was attached to them.
0: Which leads to so many fucking questions, but um, especially timeline questions like how old Omega is. Um, But (laughs) when they were saying that I was like, wait, Okay, so Omega literally has seen them grow from, like... Or maybe, no, maybe she hasn't seen them grow. But, like, she saw where they were enhanced, right? So maybe they were already fully grown by the time she saw that. But she was a... Wait, that's bringing up so many questions. Because, wait, she saw them enhance, right? They're already adults by that point. She
1: says that she doesn't remember very much of it because she was still very young.
0: Okay. So she is a regular growing clone. Or, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. a slow-growing clone, like Boba. So she's a natural-growing clone. So her years are normal. The Bad Batch is enhanced growing.
1: If we assume that it's been... We'll say... uh, Yeah, if we assume that she's about 12... Right. And the Bad Batch has enhanced... Growth. uh, Growth. So let's say they're maybe physically 20, but they grow at two times the acceleration
0: right so they're so
1: they would have been birthed quote-unquote 10 years ago if the mutations were enhanced in them around age two or three omega would have been four or five interesting by the time that uh that they were actually so she would have been old enough to remember them but not quite old enough to really remember everything about what happened. I would have loved to see that in a flashback. Maybe we might, we might in fact see that, but I also, Oh God, the shot where her, she's looking into the cloning pods and Mm -hmm. God, this episode is so good. This last, this three, last three arcs is so fucking good. (laughs) We also get yet another, the scene is not done with stunning revelations, <laughs> right. because who should appear but A.Z.I.? Oh, yes, thank Fucking God. A.Z. showed up. A.Z. survived! And I kind of like
0: to, like, by the end of this episode, he's kind of a part of the team, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice, because um, I've always said, you know, there always has to be a droid member of a team in Star Wars. There's always Maybe there is, can and- be two. I thought Gonky was it, but I guess now AZ is joining the crew, like which thank god he's alive because I was so disheartened.
1: I was I that was shockingly brutal when he got quote unquote killed in, right. in the first episode. Which but.
0: that's why I'm I'm actually glad because I'm like, okay, of course they weren't going to kill him. Thank god. Like, you know, that would be just cruel.
1: Uh, I was very happy to see him. And also like he, maybe he's one of Omega's few like lifelong friends. Right, 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 because she's only has so many. I mean, right it's only 12. There's a, another scene between Hunter and Crosshair. Hunter kind of tries to tell Crosshair about the chip, but they're interrupted uh, with the news that the bad batch has arrived. Uh, the bad batch runs across uh, the bridge these empty bridges on Camino, with the Imperial klaxon blaring behind them.
0: I knew you were going to bring that up.
1: You knew I was going to bring that up.
0: It's my favorite it's sound in all of Star Wars. <laughs> one of the few
1: things we agree on is how excellent right. that sound is. Uh, they head in and they, you know, there's kind of a moment where they realize that, oh, there's no clones here. It's the TK troopers. Mm-hmm. They don't have a word for stormtrooper yet. But they say tk troopers but they find out that crosshair is holding hunter in the training room and tech is like okay here's the plan instead of going in through the front door we're gonna go up through the lift that puts us right in the center of the room (laughs) and i literally have written in my notes tech your plan sucks
0: oh i literally in this scene i was like crosshair knows you're going to do that i don't understand why you're there the way tex presents it is like he's not going to expect us to come up through the middle no he's That's exactly
1: percent like what he's going to expect you to do
0: exactly you just have to do the opposite of whatever you think they're going to do so he's like go in we can trick door. him right it's like we can trick him by going up through the center no just go through the main door like you know you, like that would be the bad plan if you did that so let's do that. And then, you know what I mean?
1: You, I can't believe I'm saying this, but do what Anakin Skywalker would do. Right. Just trigger the trap that you think is going to happen. It worked out for him. Right. Most of the time. Some of the time. Admittedly, it didn't work out for him a lot, but it's still the thing you should have done in this situation. Right. though he did have them leave Omega behind which was good once yeah. again smart it's also not something hunter i think would have done hmm. because hunter wouldn't have left omega behind he would have more definitively set her to a task
0: right but like, hey i need you, to, is, do I need you to do this while we do this yeah. yeah
1: tech is more stay behind but even records like no you really shouldn't be coming up with us right to front crosshair they head up it's an obvious trap uh, crosshair is there with elite squad troopers and he says you know you need to give up your weapons i do like that <laughs> it takes record longer to a few se- like a second or two longer to get rid of his weapons than everybody else
0: yeah well and he I has a bigger he has a bigger gun it's just heavier it's harder to get over <laughs>
1: He also has like a knife and things too. I was expecting them to do that joke where they're just pulling, yeah, or they keep pulling everywhere. up stuff. Yep, I was surprisingly same restrained.
0: Thing. Yeah,
1: uh, cut to below. Omega's like, I see some dark troopers. We're gonna do something with some dark troopers, right? Uh, but up at the top, we finally get Crosshair's motivations mm-hmm. because he delivers the line. Uh, where Hunter says, you know we're not loyal we're not loyal to the Empire. We're loyal to each other and Crosshair fires back with you weren't loyal to me. Burn Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, okay. He it, really is mad about this. It, but that brings up weird questions
0: because he's like, okay, I don't understand his reasoning, right? His reasoning is, well, you could have, you know, come back from like You could have brought me with you. You weren't loyal to me. Like, but you were trying to kill us. Like, we literally did not have a choice.
1: And he fires back with, did you, or in an earlier scene, Hunter presents the same thing. We literally did not have a choice to which he fires back. Do you think I did? Surprisingly, had the issue, like Crosshair's point being, instead of just running around and doing these odd jobs and trying to raise this kid you could have been trying to like i don't know capture me yeah like take the chip out of my head like do something and retroactively looking back on it they do give up on him pretty fast yeah and even by the time of the Ryloth episode, they're not really trying to save him anymore. they just, oh, he's an inconvenience that they have to get rid of. Like Hunter's not wrong, but Crosshair's also not wrong.
0: It makes Crosshair, honestly, his character a way better. Like I, it makes him better because he was so absent from the show. And, you know, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't physically there. They talked about him, but like, you know what I mean? He wasn't as prominent in the show as the other characters. And it kind of was disheartening because, you know, the Bad Batch is, you know, a group of clones, whereas he is part of that group. And when he's not physically with them, it's kind of like a bummer, right? Because you kind of want to see all of them together. And it, it makes him his character so much better now that I, like we're getting all these motivations. We're getting all this other stuff because before
1: it was not very clear. Yeah, and there's something to be said, like, doing a recap show versus a a week-to-week show. Mm -hmm. Because criticisms that I had early on where I thought, oh, they're kind of just, like, moving on from Crosshair and it's weird, are now thrown into stark focus because we're seeing, ah, yes, this is what they were doing the entire time.
0: And that would be um, different, like, because when we go back with Mandalorian, you know, obviously we have already seen the whole entire story as a whole. So you're, we're looking through that lens versus this lens of week to week. And we're like, what the fuck is wrong with Crosshair? I don't understand. I <laughs> don't
1: get it. And then we see, ah, yes, no, later ah. on. Ah, this all, this all makes sense. Yes. Crosshair, interestingly, so, so ESO2 finds Omega down underneath. And Crosshair's response is not bring the girl to me. It's not take the girl into custody. It's get the girl in a shuttle off world. Hmm. The implication that she's going to remain in imperial custody, but he never explicitly says take her into custody. Right. He just says get her in a shuttle, get her off world, and then turns around to Hunter and is like, "You guys were never going to be able to raise her." Like, right. Seriously, seriously it's also putting in what you thought you were doing
0: it's also putting into context something that happens later in the episode too because he's saying get her off world like kind of like get her off like get her off this planet quickly because Mm -hmm. we kind of he think i think he knows what's going to happen in the next five minutes like he knows he's
1: probably guessed which which may be uh leading to something that's about to happen right but he tries to turn Hunter to the dark side <laughs> by saying, uh, join me, join me. That is the classic, you know, join me on the dark side kind of thing. Right. Hunter is like, we can't trust you. And at the same time, Tech notices that someone has put tiny little mirrors around the training ground. Mm-hmm. Now, I was a little confused the first time I watched it about what was about to happen uh, because I hadn't recently seen Clone Wars Season 7. Because this is a hell of a deep cut. Okay. But I didn't get it. what Crosshair does is he fires one shot and it ricochets between the different mirrors. Right. This is referred to online as the mirror trick which is a thing that crosshair did in season seven of the clone wars to take out a hallway full of battle droids oh okay this is the sequence where he runs i went and looked it up before we recorded just to make sure yeah we're recording this a little later in the weekend than we normally would which gave me time to research i did go back and check that is what this is from it's the one thing he can do is he can ricochet lasers off of mirrors hmm. to hit a okay. thing. So he does that. And, oh, he's, well, no, first the storm troopers are like, or the elite squad troopers are like, yeah, we're not going to take that order. And he's like, cool, I'm one step ahead of you and already knew you were going to betray me. So how about I shoot all of you <laughs> with blaster bolts? He's not fucking around. He murders his entire He murders squad.
0: all four of them, yeah. Or is it four or five of them or whatever?
1: I think it's like four of them. Yeah. That he murders. It's like, dude.
0: Okay. Great. Next.
1: Uh AZI or AZ wax uh ESO2 and knocks her down briefly, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that AZ had a little chance to shine. Uh but we also get a line from Crosshair where he says uh, something like, don't become my enemy. Now, earlier, I want to point out that earlier in the sequence, the line, we were brothers once we could be brothers again, was brought up. And then now the line is, don't become my enemy. In Revenge of the Sith, there's that exchange between Anakin and Obi-Wan, where Anakin Uh. says if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. And then later on at the end of the fight, Obi-Wan says you were my brother, Anakin. Right. Once again, we've got these echoes because these lines I saw on Twitter, somebody pointed out how closely these lines mirror the lines from Revenge of the Sith.
0: Which I like because it's so close timeline wise. So that's why I like the well, yeah, I mean, close enough.
1: The Bad Batch has really done this good thing to where it's great at echoing the narrative poetry without just doing the same thing over and over again it's kind of what lucas seemed like he was going for with phantom menace right and then realized oh no these unpleasable whiny fanboys just want to directly see references because they're not smart enough to get subtlety in the storytelling uh so then he made attack of the clones and just shoved it full of references and I don't like Attack of the Clones very much, so we're going to move on uh, to Omega. Oops, accidentally activating the Dark Troopers. Oops. Oopsies. Just a minor whoopsies. Well,
0: I you know what's funny is I kind of saw this coming that this was going to happen because clearly they're not going to waste all having all the stormtroopers on the on Camino, if they're you know what's gonna happen is gonna happen in a few seconds right um so I was thinking about like how are they gonna quote-unquote blast their way out you know how they because you know out?
1: they're going to
0: right so it's interesting that they had to create a situation where they caused the thing that they have to fight their way out of
1: I also love that Omega is not infallible still That, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this was kind of a mistake on her part. Made their lives harder. But I did like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a brief, they start fighting them. It's exactly like the simulation sequence in the first episode. I don't know if you got that, that we opened with the simulation in episode one. And now in part one of the finale, we're back in the training room doing the simulation again. Right. But after a brief scuffle with Hunter crosshair joins in the fighting and for the first time i think since the premiere episode the bad batch theme plays
0: ah okay because they're back together as
1: all all five of them are together fighting against these these dark trooper prototype training droids Mm. so that was neat uh That little musical swell brought tears to my eyes. Uh, Not as much as something else that will happen later in just a minute, but (laughs) I definitely had an emotional moment. Uh, ESO2 uh, sees what's going on, runs away, is a snitch. Fuck ESO2. Uh, We hate her. And then we get Rampart up on one of the Venators, and he's having a, a Skype call with, i hesitate to call him our friend tarkin right our not even vaguely tolerated person tarkin tarkin who we hate as only someone who is gay can hate someone else who is gay
0: can we also point out um you're showing your age by calling uh ramparts call a skype call (laughs) <laughs> Where now? Now we, we, we now in the current day and age in this year uh, of 2021, we would say, "Oh, he's making a Zoom call with his his boss." <laughs> Thank you,
1: Twink. <laughs> Thank you for bringing just, that up. I just, find it uh, I'm gonna drink now uh, and try to ignore the fact that there are starting to be noticeable wrinkles under my eyes. Not really. I take very really good care of my features. <laughs> Just a reminder, I'm still hot and I will keep living in denial about that. But Tarkin is here and Rampart is on a, a Zoom call. There uh, live spaces on Twitter, although they just did away with that this week, uh, whatever you call it. And Tarkin once again delivers a reference. I would be genuinely surprised, Bradley, if not even you could have possibly missed the reference in Tarkin's dialogue
0: you may file and ready <laughs> I have no idea
1: it is, that's exactly what it was
0: yeah I mean one of the best lines in all of Star Wars
1: fuck that guy Rampart ends the call and, and walks over to the window and just the rain pouring down on the window mm-hmm and like beyond him as he's looking out it's disgusting how how good this animation is and as the shuttle kind of approaches we get more venators in the clouds or i think the shuttle approached earlier we get a shot of the venators in the clouds it's very pretty pretty enough to warrant my notes right back on camino hunter finally gets a chance to talk to Crossair, and he's like it's the inhibitor chip in your head that's doing this and crosshair drops the bombshell now back in our ryloth two-parter uh-huh we said some things right and we're gonna play those things for you now okay the first one comes from our conversation in epi- talking about episode 11 uh with just bradley and i but I want to roll the tape real quick of this little exchange here. If you stop on the shot of the back of Crosshair's head, he is very burned mm-hmm. on the back of his head. And I kind of stopped and I went, the location of his burn, is it that where the inhibitor chip is located? Oh. Like I kind of know. on the back of the, is it on the back or the front of the head? I don't know. I had to stop researching it just because... I ran out of time. But I was looking at photos trying to pull up screen caps from previous episodes, so it is entirely possible that the inhibitor chip got damaged in episode episode 10. That would be interesting.
0: Um, But then, if he does anything else evil moving forward, then that's just him being an asshole, not being inhibitor chipped. So, I don't know.
1: So as you can see, I went and clipped that out uh bradley i gotta give you some credit i know uh, for being the first one to point out in that exchange uh that oh if if the inhibitor chip really isn't there he's doing things of his own volition
0: he's just a jerk (laughs) the next week
1: the next week in our, our lovely conversation with um friend of the pod chris Uh, Shout out Dark Side Divas. Uh, I carried that forward, and this this tangent from me happened. When we talked about this last week, uh, I actually put forward the theory, and I'm going to expand on it. This week, I had put forward the theory that his inhibitor chip was damaged by the burn. Mm. Mm. And I'm going to further expand on that and say that it's possibly, it's possible, that Crosshair's just a dick. (laughs) Like, maybe we'll find out in the last episode, his inhibitor chip was damaged by the burn, and he's just an asshole. Mm -hmm. They've been one the whole time. That would be an interesting twist, I think. So as you can see, (laughs) when I heard this line, lying in bed, I threw my hands up in the air, yeah, and audibly said, "Holy shit!" I was mostly right. We're I pretty was, good
0: at predicting stuff. I, I we're will pretty
1: say good. We've we've had some misses, but right. we're pretty good. We're pretty Bradley, good. I remember you were telling me in the pre meeting that when you saw this, you kind of audibly groaned, and what Charles is going to be really smug about this on the yeah. show.
0: Well, what's funny too is I there was two things in this episode that um, I knew that you were going to be like oh we've already talked about that we've already said that thing this was definitely one of them
1: what was the other one
0: um just in just a minute uh omega you know and then they're all kind of like together and he says hunter says i'm you know i'm sorry i promised that you would never uh, oh yeah i would never bring you back here and we said in the first episode like
1: well, when she no. said, yeah, like, like it was like at the mid-season premiere or whatever, he right. had said, oh yeah, he's definitely coming back.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: He's definitely coming that back. That was the but only yes. other thing that I was like, yeah, that. Yes, I was so smug about being right about Crosshair having acted of his own volition since at least mm. Bracca that I specifically went and listened to hours of our content to right. find the specific clips where we had said it. Now, I was wrong about it being damaged, Right. But I we we called the rest of it. High five to us. Well, he's not only an
0: asshole because he's still doing all this stuff, right? He's an asshole because he says explicitly, I had mine removed a long time ago. Thus meaning he knew about the chips at some point and left them in his brothers. Like, he did not tell them that they had chips in their head. He knew yeah.
1: He also didn't turn around like the minute he learned about the chips. Right, because you're right. He wouldn't have learned about it at the same time they did. He would have learned about it on his own, mm-hmm. or maybe it's possible. Maybe he learned about it on Braca because they do try to tell him about the inhibitor chip on Braca. It's possible he went and had his removed after Braca.
0: Okay, so you, you're saying like in this this timeline of this show, he yes. has had it removed i so thought they were like said that it the, was from way before
1: see that's what it's kind of implied and hunter even asks like at what point were you acting of your own volition right which i definitely think by ryloth he was acting of his own volition but i feel like what might have happened and this is just my theory right now what might have happened is he found out about the inhibitor chip and after Bracca, sometime between Bracca and ryloth he took the opportunity to have it removed and passed uh, it off as scarring from the bracket engine explosion.
0: Oh, interesting! But because
1: it wasn't done with the actual machines that they use it for, on um, that it was kind of like a back alley botch job. That's why he has all the that big scar on the back of his head. Right. So he had to go and get it removed. But then he genuinely believed in the Empire.
0: Right. Yeah, I like that theory better because it leads me to believe too that also I think he found out about the chip after they had enhanced him, right? Or they had enhanced, they turned up the obedience or whatever the fuck they did to his chip. I don't know
1: if he maybe knew that that's what they were doing to him.
0: No, I think what happened was he, once that had happened to him, you know, maybe the chip can only be turned up so much, you know what I mean? And then... He, he, he might follow orders for a few minutes and then kind of figured out what was right. happening.
1: Chris posited the theory that I think it was Chris who posited the theory on our Rescue from Ryloth episode that uh, the chips only work in like a short burst. Right. So you get a burst of obedience and then it starts to fade. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have Maybe to see in the next episode
0: we'll-, we'll find out more. You know?
1: But part of the fun of doing a weekly recap show is getting audible, tangible, vocal proof of being... I'm giving us at least 70% right on this one. Passable, I like it. We were wrong about the nature of how the chip got deactivated or removed. We were right about everything else. I also want to shout out the detail in the eyes when Hunter and Crosshair are doing their standoff. Mm -hmm. And then hunter shoots first i also like that because uh he failed to save them save omega from cad bane by drawing too slow and wow. now he was able to draw faster than crosshair i
0: like it and i do also like that he he phasered him or whatever you call it when stunned you, uh, him stunned him, yeah, yeah yeah um which i thought was a mistake like on hunter's part just from a Logical standpoint is a mistake, right? Like, because if he had not hit him first, he would have died.
1: (laughs) Well, that's... And Hunter points out, you know, the difference between them now and them, you know, at the start of the show. They might have gone along with Crosshair. Right. In episode one, before they'd met Omega. They might have actually gone along with him. Mm. But Hunter tells Crosshair he's like you really don't understand who we are that's not us that's not us anymore right omega gives hunter a hug and it's very sweet uh, and lovely and he's like i'm sorry uh you shouldn't have I, i said you'd never come back here and then she says you you did the same for me Not you do the same for me, but you did the same for me, which calls all the way back to episode one and also incidentally shatters my heart into a thousand tiny pieces. (laughs) Because I'm very gay and emotional and that made me sad.
0: Right.
1: Uh, Hunter kind of turns Crosshair's head around as if to confirm for me the correct person. That in fact the burn is where the inhibitor chip was located. So almost to kind of maybe we'll find out that it was kind of a back alley botch job, or like maybe he shot it out of his own head. Now that I think about it, maybe it
0: did damage the chip. And that's why he found out about it.
1: Or or they like had to have it removed.
0: Right. Or he or maybe just when he was getting quote unquote fixed. Because wasn't there correct me if I'm wrong, was there not dialogue when he did get burned someone said something along the lines of like do you want to get that checked out or do we need to fix your scars they,
1: they say that they need to like get him to a med bay or something
0: right and he's like no 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 it's fine so i'm wondering he either knew about the chip then because he's like no don't touch it like i don't want you to look at my chip being removed right or because though they would have noticed if you went to the med bay that he does not have the chip
1: so i'm I also... thinking he knew I love that maybe he, like, burned it out of his own head just because that's metal as fuck. Yeah. Wait, remind me how he gets burned again. Like, what was the setup again? They, I, like, I so so they blast him with, like, an engine. Right. So they hit him with an engine. Or they had set it to, like, no longer have the safeguards on there so that when he's his troops started up the engine, it, like, he caught a full ion engine to the face. Right. Which is why I thought it was kind of odd. And, and what got me thinking down the inhibitor chip path in the first place was he got burned in the front of his face. He never really turned around. I was like, he didn't take that many injuries to the back of the head. Huh. But Hunter turns him over and they start running away. And as we draw to this episode's conclusion, we see a couple of different shots. Uh, We see the empty mess hall, we see the empty Bad Batch barracks, we see the cloning tubes that once so dazzled Obi-Wan Kenobi in both awe and horror as he walked through the halls of Kamino a decade ago in both Star Wars timeline and our actual timeline, actually more than a decade ago. Wow. Wow rampart delivers the line to open fire did you notice on your viewing bradley who he delivered the line to who actually opens fire
0: yes it was a clone which i thought it's was interesting
1: it's a clone he it's orders like... a clone to open fire on camino and that
0: even to me brought a lot of questions up not only because well one it's a clone so there's already your first like question like what the hell like that's a fucking clone second thing is it's a clone in an imperial outfit not just like he's not a stormtrooper he's just a button pusher you know kind of jumps forward in time with like a new hope for example whereas all the you know imperial officers are always like old or british and so it's like, they're all these old guys. So I'm wondering, like, if any of them are just old ass clones that are just a quote unquote button pushers. And literally their only job in the future is just to push buttons because they don't want to put them out in the field because, they're you know, they're deteriorating. So they just need them for something else that a droid technically could do. But it's like, let's just get a human in there
1: at least for now that they're transitioning them into these roles that they don't want them on the front lines anymore but i think it was a horrible horrible thing i hope we find out who this clone is one of my favorite characters from legends was a guy named uh ten granite who was actually yeah one of my one of my absolute favorites i hesitated to call him my actual favorite but he's definitely in my top five uh he was the gunner who pulled the lever to fire to destroy um, Alderaan. And in the final sequence of uh, A New Hope, he's the one that you can audibly hear in the film saying, stand by, stand by. Uh The story with him is he was obsessed with the idea of the Death Star's power, but never thought they'd actually use it. He just liked the idea of being behind the trigger of this thing and never thought it would be pulled. He thought it would be a deterrent. Then he had to destroy Alderaan. He actually had to be the person to pull the lever to destroy Alderaan. Has this mental breakdown from guilt. And then when the rebels start attacking the station, he decides, you know what? This thing does not need to exist. Can't do anything about it. So all he does is stall for time. Gotcha. He goes as slowly as possible and that's why he's saying stand by stand by in the film. He's buying time. Stand mm-hmm. by stand by wait 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 he's buying time for the rebels to destroy the station. So I want to see this clone I want to know what was going through his head if it was similar to this when he was being ordered to fire on basically his home where his childhood home where he grew up is he so conditioned right that he does it without hesitation does he have a moment of hesitation does he do it and then think about it later like i want to know these things (laughs) that's season two answer these questions for me (laughs) but he does hit it and the venator the vendors do open fire and destroy camino and the Bad Batch is still inside the main building as it hits the water, and that's where the episode ends. Bradley, as a prequels kid, how did you feel about this ending? Um, I
0: liked it. Uh, I kind of was hoping to see more of it. Like, when I, was, when I saw it happening, right, when I saw them starting to fire, I thought we were going to get, like, a long, drawn-out, like, fire 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 and then all of a sudden we'd see it slowly collapse into the ocean and then all the flames and everything and then it would just disappear like and then it would just be like an ocean again and it'd be like it was never there i was hoping that we see that shot because i think that would be like a fun like well one it's dramatic as hell but two it would just be a really cool like end of like be like well, this is what happened to camino like it just it just no ne- it just disappeared Oh, well, I'm sorry, not Camino. Uh, that's the planet.
1: Topoca uh, City is, is, is city, the, the city area. that they bomb into oblivion. Right. Which means,
0: are there other cities?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's it. I would have to double check. This is the thing Charles didn't research. Gotcha. Is, but they've they've evacuated all the Kaminoans. They've evacuated all the clones. There's nobody on on there except the Bad Batch. But. I liked that that the city wasn't completely underwater because it's like, okay, we're going to pick up with the Bad Batch trying to escape from this place. I mean, the question is going to be how they do that.
0: Right. How believably they're going to do that.
1: Yeah, how believably they're going to do that with the unconscious crosshair. Yes. That they're now towing out. My final thoughts today, I sort of, I liked this episode overall. I loved it. I think these back three are... Are really the two that we've seen and the one that where the the final one is shaping up to be is really fantastic. I'm glad we're getting a season two. It's letting me enjoy this a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, without worrying about the extraneous plot threads. And yeah, I was I was very happy with this episode.
0: Yeah, I think um, like you said, the knowing now that there's a season two, I'm not necessarily as worried for this show as I was because like you said, the the plot lines that they just kind of left hanging, I was like, what the fuck is going to happen with Fennec? What is the hell is going to happen with Cad Bane? What the hell is going to happen with all these people? Like, and so I'm glad, like, we'll see Sid again. We'll see, you know, Rex again. We'll see all these people in, you know, at least in the second season, if not the f- season finale, we'll definitely see, you know, of course, certain people. Um, but people like Fennec or people like Cad Bane, we won't see in the finale for i'm 99 who knows sure.
1: sid could sweep in to save them at the last minute from Camino. Right. that
0: i mean that wouldn't be that weird but i actually think it was showing be. up
1: like guess what boys You're in debt to me again
0: you know what as i was that was coming out of my mouth i realized that it's probably going to be fennec shan that saves them really because think about it her whole entire goal was to get omega right for like the
1: Owens who are no longer paying her,
0: wasn't no that was Cad Bane was getting her. She was doing it for an LSA.
1: Oh, 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 Ooh. oh, right. we have to put a pin in that. We're gonna see put a this. pin in that because we're gonna see see where this goes. Let's. I'm see gonna if throw this, my uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw my wild theory. Okay, out for for the the final episode. Is it Boba Fett is gonna appear somewhere in it.
0: Either he's Ooh, okay. he's
1: going to appear in the main body of the episode, or he's going to appear at the very end. In a you scare. think, I do think, that because so that is going to appear in the final episode.
0: If that is true, this leads me to believe that if he has any kind of interaction with Omega in this show, she will appear in Book of Bova.
1: <sighs> well, we'll have to see. I don't
0: know. That's a One good, episode I like that theory. That's right. One episode left. Actually, that theory though, that even if it, he doesn't interact with her, it is a good theory that he will show up because this is the last episode of Star Wars content, besides the anime show, The, the which doesn't count to anything. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun show and everything, but it's right. not, you know, Visions isn't going to be like anything related to anything. So, it doesn't matter. We're but not going to the watch
1: last... it for like right. the little nitpicky continuity details for clues to future projects.
0: So literally next week, the Bad Batch episode is the last n- continuity in the current canon or whatever that we're like kind of getting, and then Book of Boba will follow after. That's the next thing. So yep. they e- will either try to set up Book of Boba like s- not set it up in like a here's the plot line of book of boba but they will be like hey let's just show you what boba fett was randomly doing like at this point in time and then hey by the way now we get to see him in the present so i don't know well we
1: will close we will close close out this discussion by pointing out that Timur morrison has said that book of boba is going to explore kind of how boba got to this point so i don't know if they mean that he's going to uh they're going to show what happened after the Sarlacc, leading up to Mando season two, or they're going to show even further back what was happening
0: right. when he we'll, was with the Bad Batch.
1: We'll have to see. Maybe the Bad Batch will
0: appear. Whoa! You know what? Now that I think about that, how fucking wild would it be if the Bad Batch showed up in the Book of Boba, all of them, and At then least they in all a
1: flashback because d- they'd be right. ancient.
0: But like how funny would that be like trying to get Tamora morrison de-aged and then trying to film a scene with five or six of him (laughs) so funny i want to see that so bad
1: let's let's make it happen let's manifest it into existence
0: yes we are putting it into the existence right into ether right now we are saying we want to see tomorrow morrison on screen at least six or seven body doubles of
1: him (laughs) And then they'll just. Whether they're the Bad Batch or the right. clones. Let's do that thing with Tamara Morrison that you did with him in uh, in Revenge of the Sith, guys. Let's go.
0: Oh, now that I think about it, they still have the models for that. So theoretically, probably. all I have to do is just enhance them and then they could use the. They same probably have
1: thing. the assets from 20 years ago. Oh my God. All right. This episode has is longer than we like it to be. I'm That's not fine. sure where it's going to be with the cuts, but I'm personally fine with it because yeah. There was a lot to talk about with this and I'm sure next week's will be extra long too. Of course. Uh, after next week's finale, we are doing a Bad Batch season 1 retrospective episode where we just talk about the entire season. Okay. And then we are going to do something for Visions. We're not sure what, whether it's going to be on one of the social medias, uh, whether or not we're going to do a standalone episode, we're going to do something with it. We haven't forgotten about Visions, right? Uh, but we're not, we're not going to cover it one episode at a time. Yeah, what we'll just have go- to get to
0: that bridge when we cross
1: it. <laughs> we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Right. Uh, next, we are doing, uh, we're going to squeeze in Mando season two. We're going to recap that before we get into the Book of Boba Fett, which also coincidentally fills out our live show so we don't have to worry about catching up on any and doing episodes on them. Our guests are confirmed for that. Cool. Which is awesome. I'm not going to say who they are, uh, but I'm also investigating potential guests for Book of Boba as well. Nice. And because that'll be the next thing after amando season two and we may depending on scheduling do some other episodes here or there but for the most part that's what's coming up next so
0: lord i gotta take a look at this schedule because i don't even know what's gonna happen now
1: schedule changes every fucking week (laughs) that's the joy of producing what the fuck is a schedule socials you can follow us on twitter at at gold squad gaze i Keep people updated on the show there, but I also try to retweet other queer podcasters uh, when I can catch them on that account. So if you're curious of other content from queer creators, you can follow us there. Uh, we are on Instagram at, at gold squadron gaze. Bradley posts funny memes on there sometimes. Uh, we are also on TikTok at at gold squadron gaze, where we post animated episode clips. So give us a, a follow over there and check out some of the content we're doing. Uh, you can also listen to us wherever you acquire your podcasts. whatever shady black market dealer gives you your podcasts. Uh, if Even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, if you would, wander over there if you're liking the show. Give us a review. Give us a rating. It helps the algorithm. It helps people find us. Uh, if you leave a review and it's particularly nice or particularly mean we may read it on the air so who knows Uh, bradley you got anything else to add or you want to go ahead and take us out
0: join us next week and every week for another episode of gold squadron games
1: i'm going to need a lot to drink do we really need to delve into the twisted (laughs) past of r2d2
0: I want to know why is he as sassy as he is you know like what made him the way he is I'm sure somebody programmed him that
1: way so there's because no way he's, he's a homosexual like learned that's why yeah, that's exactly have you what have you is. ever have you ever met anyone who wasn't with that level of sass like he's he's very clearly one of us